Mm. American propaganda. <laughs> I'm not watching it. it is Everything's that, propaganda. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am, of course, Brad, a.k.a. Ginger Heat, and we are three jobbers today because the wax mama has fallen into a sinkhole in Montreal. It's construction holiday, so looks like no one's going to get him for a week or two, but I'm sure he'll be, he'll be fine. But we do have some wonderful fellows here. We have Jason in the bank. Interesting name, considering Money in the Bank is over. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> Still in the bank. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, when you guys plan out your lives in your head and, you know, have milestones and whatnot and what you want to achieve, how long do you envision yourselves living? Uh, 67. I, think, I feel like we normally think, like, 80s. No. No? You actually <laughs> think you're going to... 67? Yeah, two... That's a good number. Two, uh, Two of my grandparents just dropped dead at 67. I mean, that's a better yeah. way to, to, to think, actually, because I've been realizing in my head, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to live till 80, but there's no guarantee, so I better start doing stuff right now. So basically, <laughs> what you're telling me is you've planned your trip to Scotland, right? Ah, Yeah, pretty much. I could die tomorrow. Who knows? Let's go. Midlife crisis. Jason's midlife crisis. Oh, my goodness. Jason, I hope not. that the means crisis. I die at 70. <laughs> Well, you're in crisis anyway, but that's okay. The other voice you're hearing is the body from Kirkcaddy, Jordan Dees. And he comes from Edinburgh, Scotland. Ooh. Well, that's where he makes way of. He's actually from Kirkcaddy, but you know, we won't hold that against him. Yeah, it's all right. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I'm I didn't have any questions sorry. for you. I figured yeah, Jason no, might no, ask no, you some uh, right. philosophical uh, genius questions. Um, you have another one in your pocket, Jay, or? Um, no. <laughs> I don't have one either, unfortunately. I, I, I didn't know that we were coming prepared with philosophical questions. And, and I know you're Invasive philosophical questions. Your, That's what we're looking for. Bradopolis, your, your Greek uh, riverside handle. Uh, but I wasn't expecting to be on the same le- level as like Socrates or anything tonight. You know, don't put it of, off. Do it now. Yeah. Don't back like down. Jordan starting his own beer brand. If you haven't yeah. followed him yet, I reposted it. If you haven't reposted it and you follow this podcast, make sure to repost it so we can drive some attention over to their brand. Two wonderful lads who are really good at drinking beer, so I assume they'll be good at making it. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Don't get high on your own but, supply. Oh, I'm, I'm Why not. That is a great slogan, but I've I'm gone like. <laughs> we we made a six and a half percent lager by accident the other day and I almost died. It was so good though. <laughs> but it was good? Yeah, it was really good, really tasty. But uh yeah, six and a half percent. I was fleeing. That's the good. Man's you only beer. Need, like, I love that. Mm. You know that two beer pocket. You just have to have a couple of them and then you're a couple of them you're, you're good. Like, a couple of wobbly pops, you know. Six point seven my god. Yeah. Killer. Jason, what? Jason's. Are you excited to see Mission Impossible, or are you like kind of like meh? Um, I just recently, uh, yesterday, I watched the first one, so I'm definitely more excited than I was before I watched it. 
Is the first one actually like a classic? Because it's so long. What is it? 1996 or something? 1996. Uh, it was directed by the same guy that did Scarface. And um, it was it's a completely different than any other movie in the series. There's barely any action till the end. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the second film was directed by John Woo, who's known for pure action craziness. Woo. So completely different. Yeah, Check out the first style. one. And the latest, is it the same director, the newest one as the one last time? Uh, it Ghost Recon Protocol? No, Ghost Recon is like two, Recon two movies ago. <laughs> there was like two since Ghost Recon. I think there's a new director every, I think John, John? What's his name? John. Tom Cruise. <laughs> John, John Cruise. John Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise said he wanted a new director for every movie, I think. Unless uh, yeah. that changed. Yeah, because My continuity means nothing. You know? Like, yeah, fresh, it. mate. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same thing with James Bond, so it's kind of like that. If you get the same director every time, then he's tied into it. He'll probably become a producer. You have to pay him more. This is and more money in Tom's stale. pocket, baby. More money. True. Nothing more money in Scientology's pockets. Stale. Oh, yeah. Would you classify Scientology as a religion? Yeah. I think it is legal, you know? I'm saying you personally. I'm not saying the legally. I know it legally it is. I would say it is, yeah. Bad or good, um, it is. I mean, it depends what the definition of religion is, and I actually don't know what the definition is. But so, I guess the idea is that you believe that there's... The belief in and worship of a else. superhuman power or powers. Yeah, and they believe that there's something... Some a system of power. faith and worship. Yeah, they've they yeah then yeah it is, I guess. Is wrestling a religion? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think it is by those definitions. We believe we, in we, who's the higher got, power of wrestling, though. We got one. The tribal you know, chief, the, I guess, is one. our. Uh, you know, the true one. It's it's always the Booker. The Booker yeah. is always the. The higher power. Booker T. Is Booker T a higher power? Put him in charge. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. <laughs> now, of course, we do talk about wrestling on this podcast, so I guess what? we'll get to that. Even though there's not a ton of stuff going on, really, is there? It seems like there's a little with bit Jim of a Cornette lull. beef with uh, Matt Hardy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Actual beef with Matt Hardy? Why? Did he call him like a, a pretender? Uh, Matt Hardy. Fun of his delete? Matt Hardy posted something saying we should show Kenny Omega and the elite, uh, give them their flowers, they're super good, blah, 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 saying like, Jim Cornette's toxic and all this toxic cult of idiots that like him. I guess that includes me. And um, Brian Last. Brian Last is his producer slash co-host, I think. Mm -hmm. And he got dragged into it. I don't really agree with the way that Cornette and Brian Last are carrying themselves. I don't like I don't like the way that Matt is carrying himself. Just like childish insults. You know, uh, Matt Hardy's a legend, whether you like him or not. And uh, Cornette is, too. I don't know much about Brian Last, so whatever. He was shooting some serious hate at Matt Hardy just because you're having a disagreement. I think it's kind of ugly. But uh, yeah, they're going back and forth on Twitter. If it's, you want to go check it out, it, it's tough for that kind of that kind of um, that kind of feud or that kind of beef, though, because like how much one of them's of not a wrestler. How much of it's a work and how much is a shoot, right? I think it's real, just because I don't think Matt Hardy likes Cornette, and I don't think he likes. Yeah. The way he talks about wrestling. Uh, but like from Brian Last's point of maybe. view, like I enjoy him. I listen to the podcast, but 
He's saying stuff to Matt like, oh, go like all we cared about was Jeff anyways. He's talking about how oh, his yeah, knees are bad that, and you yeah. can't walk straight. And I'm just like, ah, this is kind of ugly. You're not even a wrestler no. yourself or cheap. Pop. Doesn't, you, you can criticize them, but yeah, it's just but I mean, Matt wasn't holding back either, but I don't know. It's just it's just childish, stupid Twitter. Well, Jason, I that's any uh, of that on threads. That's uh, oh dear, that's an excellent um, segue into the 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 news. Now, obviously, each week we normally have the Wax Mamba himself taking us through the news. And one thing that I've noticed about uh, those particular segments over the last few weeks, lads, is that they've um, they've been introduced poorly, and I'm sick of it. I'm annoyed. I'm pissed off. So I'd like to introduce the news segment to you this week. Let's get that off. <laughs> I pressed it like ten minutes ago. Okay. Here we go. Here's the news. Hit it. It's time for the news. It's time for the news today. It's time for the news I knew he was going to do it. I love it. Gorgeous. It's a perfect Gorgeous. condition. Um, oh, man. That's fantastic. There you go. Waxman wanted to workshop some different news intros. I came up with one. I actually ended up playing it. I was halfway through it. I mean, hang on a minute. This is just Jason's homework of the week. But that's all right. It's the same thing. <laughs> we can regurgitate. Um, but I actually have some news for you. I'm going to I'm gonna throw some uh, some chats down, and I want you guys to give me your comments on uh, some, of, uh, some of these topics here. Um, so we'll start off. The one that I thought was quite interesting, we've spoken about this guy quite a lot on the podcast in general, um, but there was a, an interview with Omas, and this is not the guy that we've spoken about a lot, for obvious reasons. Yeah, was, um, uh... <laughs> is it, have we? Um, Omas did an interview recently um, about a particular star that he has worked with, and that star is Brock Lesnar, um, and the, in particular the match that they had at WrestleMania. And one of the comments that Omas said was that Brock doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Now, he tried to base that in uh, not so much his... Like, obviously, Brock gets the pop. Brock gets the recognition. But does he get the credit in terms of his wrestling knowledge and his business acumen? I don't know what you guys think about this, but I think... It's a really good point that he brings up. Like we we said, why the hell are they booking this match? Like Omas versus Brock, it doesn't really make sense. What's the what's the point of that? But it, it wasn't so much about Brock, it was about Omas. And actually everybody watched Omas because Brock was in that match. Does that mean that he has a good acumen for the business? I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um well, he's obviously a big draw. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously a big draw he's always been a big draw uh he's never he hasn't been full-time since 2002 or three hmm. and that always that always takes a hit you know people always take a hit when they're not full-time but every time he's there it's big time and people want to see it's must watch tv and he gets the eyeballs uh he always delivers too i don't think 
I've seen a lot of his matches that I didn't enjoy. Like he's always quite a presence. Some of them obviously were they're really quickly done, but uh, he's not paid by the hour, right? So he gets in and gets out, and uh, he doesn't get the credit he's due. I, I mean, like I feel like people always throw that out, just like Matt Hardy threw out, "Give your flowers to the elite." Like give your flowers to him. It's like some people like who they like, some people don't like who they don't like. We give credit to who we want to give credit to. It's like Brock Lesnar is not disrespected in the business. Everyone thinks highly of him for the most part. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The point he was trying to make was not so much about his his work, but more to do with what he does for others within the company. Like his selling ability, putting people over, all that stuff? Exactly. Him and Roman. Um, I guess uh, that's older Brock, too. I I mean, my first thought to this was, okay, well... He's a pretty private guy, so we haven't really seen a lot of evidence of him impacting matches in that way or from a backstage perspective. We don't get the tea. No one's spilling tea on Brock. He's too respected, too loved, and they're too scared. So what we get instead is just whatever we see on TV. I don't feel like I've, at least personally, I haven't seen enough of Brock backstage influencing these decisions in these matches, and we haven't seen his creative genius put on display other than seeing the final product not the work that goes into it necessarily. We all agree he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. He can do so much. He's by the when all is said and done, it's going to be an interesting debate where is he on the goat tier yeah. list. But he certainly is goaded. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think uh, when when it comes to wrestling, one of the factors and maybe this won't be a, as big of a factor as time goes on, but it's always like how many matches or how long did he work or his longevity or you know, per year, how many matches did he do? Like that always comes into play with wrestling. It's it's always like I was on the road for eight days a week. You know, like it, that's always like the culture. I mean, Brock was changing. for years though, wasn't he? Wasn't he like nah. part of the whole? Like he's been in wrestling for a long ass time now, and he was part of the developmental league back in the day too and stuff. Like he's so that was he's that grinded. Was, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that was for like maybe three years, three four years. No, we can't compare him to the indies, but I think he's grinded for years now. I think he's grinded no matter what he does. Every rule, right? Like Kurt Angle left, so we don't necessarily include a lot of his career. Other guys have, you know, gone to be part time and stuff like that. I mean, Stone Cold and The Rock are two guys that we have in in our top fours, probably, and they have pretty short careers. All things, yeah, but uh, Stone Cold breaks the mold, and that rhymes because he ain't no mold fitting Brock Lesnar. Let me tell you that. But Stone Cold is. If you really pick apart Stone Cold, which I have before, because I've seen like who would you leave off kind of lists on Twitter and stuff. If you really think about it, his run, like when he was there, his run is unmatchable, but it was very short. Yes. And we bring that up often. I think you especially bring it up often. It's a good caveat, but I think unanimously people agree that doesn't matter in his case. Yeah, he's so special and it was so he's so over and everyone knows who he was. It just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You put on one hot Austin segment, you're like, okay, no, no it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he's just too good. And Put I on mean, Brett versus Austin, and you'll be okay, well. <laughs> yeah, you just have to go by different metrics, I guess. You know, you have to take who you're, who you're ranking. and It's uh, all subjective bullshit, right? It is. And you have to, like, it. come up with, like, a plan or some way to quantify it. Yeah, you, you need know, some, I mean, some, some rules to help everybody understand the, the which, where with, the fuck your the brain is The issue with saying that longevity is one of the key attributes to whether or not you're 
respected or you get the credit you deserve is that there's probably going to be some lulls. Like an example of that that pops into my head is Chris Jericho. There are some iconic moments that I can think of from his career, but there's definitely some bad, not bad times, but lesser times that I wouldn't recant in a in a mm-hmm. telling of his, his career, right? That doesn't mean he's, like the longevity thing is impressive, but it doesn't mean every moment was gold. You know? No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, you know, you always hear about wrestlers talking about how much they worked, and that was the like the culture back in the day. I'm, I, it's different yeah. now, I guess. But it is, yeah. It really is. Um, let's move on to another bit of news. One that we've kind of spoken about a little bit um, was after SmackDown last week. Um, Michael Cole, our new favorite commentator, who's risen. Uh, like a phoenix from the ashes of being pish for so many years, uh, has come out and said that he believes Roman Reigns and indeed pretty much the bloodline in general uh, deserve an ESPY or perhaps an Emmy for their character work and their performance within some of the, uh, in particular, the more recent um, moments they, they match at, uh, what was it called? Night of Pals. No. Clash of, of friends, night of friends. mates, um, clash of <laughs> night of mates, pricks, um, <laughs> clash of champions, night of champions. There we go. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like, is it my initial thought on this was, is it appropriate to state that these guys are actors? Is he breaking kayfabe in, in, in talking about this? I mean, you could. You could fool yourself if you'd like, but kayfabe is pretty much dead. I mean, Logan Paul was on his podcast talking about his botch the next day, and and you know what? Like for the character, for the modern day, it is what it is. It just makes it more interesting. Everyone knows it is it. It's it's a performance, and and we want to hear them talk about. Like I wanted to hear Logan talk about what actually happened and why it went wrong. Um, sometimes it's cool when they stay in kayfabe, like MJF, kayfabe till he dies, and he does it so well. We still aren't really sure. Maybe he is like that. Who knows? He's so damn good. But um, kayfabe's dead, bro. Sorry. I mean, I didn't think of it from that perspective. My first thought when I saw it was, what? And then, I mean, that was before I saw the segment. I watched the segment. It was really good. Unreal. Do they actually deserve an Emmy? No. From my opinion? Nuh-uh. But... Nuh-uh. <laughs> perfect i'm brand i wanted I'm to the see they still they killed it and that's some of the, the best wrestling acting you you're ever going to see roman cried. and i wish that that's he cried yeah, that was that was amazing and so did paul Heyman too they were both crying yeah it's very <laughs> very 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 difficult to cry on cue in front of that many people if you're not feeling the emotion mm-hmm. unless they used some trickeries which is also possible but yeah it it is the gold standard now for wrestling acting and I, I appreciate that they're saying things like this because every actor or every wrestler needs to start seeing themselves as an actor mm-hmm. and as a wrestler. You are yeah. both. They are one and the same, yeah. Particularly yeah. at this so. level, at, at that level. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't know. You need to have a character. The All these things are going to flow if you have a character. They have well defined mm-hmm. characters, they Be know the, the ins and outs of it. If you were to take a, a moment between Roman and someone else, you take Roman aside and you say, What were you thinking in that moment? Or who are you? He's going to explain it mm-hmm. like from the character's point of view. He's going to yeah. know what the character is going through. He's not going to say like, well, my name is Roman Reigns. Yeah, we know yeah. your name, but who are you? Yeah, yeah. 
he'll be able to answer that hmm. question where most wrestlers will be like, I- I'm Liv Morgan. <laughs> Do you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, Pain. I'd watch like DVD extras on like films and TV shows that I had on like uh, tape or not tape, sorry, on like DVD and all that kind of stuff, right? I remember watching some of them and it'd be like an interview with the actor or, or whatever. And they'd be like, so obviously you play the part of Gustavo, you know, talk to me about Gustavo. And they're like, well, you know, Gustavo, he he's a really great guy, but he has this major... F-. And I'm like, what do you mean he's a really... You are him. And I remember thinking, yeah. oh, wait, I've got to separate the fact that actually they're playing somebody and therefore they have to understand everything about that person as well as themselves, right? And I think it's the same, it's the same kind of thing for, for this. Like Roman needs to obviously build this character of Roman Reigns and portray that person. But he needs to know every in and out, like you say. And I think that's something that we don't see enough of in all of wrestling uh, as a whole, because that's the stuff that makes character work a story right yes and that's what we need story behind the plot <laughs> um final bit of news for uh for us this week it was documented and reported that uh one of our absolute favorites yeah uh was one of the top five sellers of WWE merchandise for last month now here are the top five in the WWE for the month of June, okay? Roman Reigns, number one. Oh. Oh, okay, do you want to give it a guess? Go for it, go for it. Yeah, why not? I've given you Roman the Roman Reigns, yeah. Seth Rollins. No. Oh, what? Uh, is, is there any uh, females on the list? No, not in the top five. Probably like Stone Cold on there? Number three. The Rock? <laughs> no. The NWO? Close. Uh, the new... LWO. Number five. Oh. Ooh, nice. So we're missing number two and number four. Yeah. Uh, Dominic? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, LA Knight's got to be on the list, so is he number four? No, he's... Number four, LA Knight. LA yeah. Knight! Oh, number, two? number two? Come on. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. There we yeah. go. So Roman Reigns at number one, then Cody, uh, then Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ellie Knight at number four. Stone Cold still there. Stone Cold still number three. How much it's money wild. is this guy making? Yeah, he's making what a killer. That's what I was saying. So, like, his run wasn't that long, but his longevity of his legacy will yes, be forever. Yes, legacy. Exactly. So, Ellie Knight is, has sold the most. Uh, the fourth most merch in all of WWE for the month of June, which coming out of June, he didn't leave that month as Mr. Money in the Bank, which everybody Mm. thought was going to happen. So in the lead up to SummerSlam, if you're going to keep that push going and keep that merch sale going, you need to push LA Knight. Where does LA Knight fit in SummerSlam? And that is my question to both of you at the end of, no, end of this next month? End of next month. There we are. Yeah, I noticed he's doing an elbow drop now. I think that's what brought on the uh, the rock knock the knockoff comparison. The way he, the, the way he talks off, yeah. is was the first thing. Uh, People then he started doing the time. damn elbow. I saw him do the elbow the other day. I'm like, whoa! Well, he's okay. like at this point, he's just going to embrace it, you know. And he <laughs> does like a <laughs> he he did like a stunner, except 
it was a neck breaker because it was the other way. Yeah. But he 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 oh, set yeah, it up like a stunner. Yeah. Just yeah. take all the good gimmicks that worked in the past, put them all together, and do it. If everyone's already accusing you of all of it, they're like, "You're stealing all the gimmicks. You're a fucking." But oh he, yeah, well, no. But all right, here we go then. He came out and what? he beat he beat up um, friend of the show Hit Row. Yeah, I think he took like, on all of Hit Row. Yeah, he like after the show, I think it was, and his pop <laughs> yeah, is insane. Him, he has like that Austin go out and beat up every pop, beat up everyone pop. Yeah, beat up every. So where do every you book pop. him in SummerSlam? Where do you want him? <laughs> where do you want to see him go? Realistically. Um, realistically. Versus Logan Paul? LA Knight, Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Like beat Logan Paul. Yeah, why not? Whoa. I mean, you heard it here first. There we go. Didn't they beef Jason. a little bit going into Money in the Bank? Like they they jaw, Jack Jaw back and forth? Yeah, I think so. A little bit. Jack Jaw. I mean, he's got to beat someone who's legitimate, who has a chance to beat him. You know, like... Even just give me a feud where he can talk. I don't know. Like it's got to be someone like Seamus level, you know, mm-hmm. someone who's legit. Like, is there is there a single person that you think who's going up against him that you think, well, maybe they could beat him? You know, it'd have to be like a heel who's sneaky, like a a Dom. Dom. But again, yeah, like you need someone in this corner, right? not Dom. I'm saying someone like that who has like a Rio with them. You know, someone who has something that you know there could be some fuckery. And they could still win because there's not many people on the roster that I want to see even uh, I mean, beat him again. Like, like if Karrion Cross was built up into a monster right now, it would work. But nah, he's done. He's done. He's done. Yeah. He just lost to AJ Styles like a like tossed away like. What if he shaves his head? It goes away for six months and comes. That's back. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is are they fresh. planning for him to come back? Like, not a Ken doll. Come not back in like, the back of a Barbie car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough because LA Knight, I think, as much as they maybe thought he was going to be heel at some point, he's definitely face. Like, he's he's too over to be a heel no, at this point. Oh, oh, my God. He's so over. Yeah. But, like, are there any top heels that are not title holders at the minute that he could kind of build his way up the roster? Not really. Gunther? And someone we want to see that has a chance to beat him because you could stick him up against all kinds of people. You could stick him up against AJ Styles or something, right? And I don't know. It's it's tough. I'm looking through because he's on SmackDown, right? So I'm looking through the SmackDown roster. That's true. And the only the only like I'm looking Austin Theory would be a, a great shout. I'd like to see that, but again, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see. I, I don't want to see that title feud as such. Um, yeah. But there, there's not there's not a lot like maybe I'd like to see him take on Grayson Waller because he's a bit of a shithead at the minute and <laughs> I'd like to see him put in his place by LA Knight but uh, it's it's tough that that roster doesn't lend itself to does Edge go on to him next once Edge puts over Grayson Waller are they are they getting ready for a SummerSlam feud between those two I mean maybe yeah Edge's face yeah there's too many faces. I'm look honestly the list is almost predominantly face guys. And I'm like That's what I'm saying. That's well, why I thought yeah, Seamus. I'm like that's how do you book that? Seamus okay. is like a in betweener, like he's not really a heel. No, he could, he no. flips defending who he's fighting lately, you know. I, I think he could I think I mean right now anything LA Knight touches turns to gold, so just get it, keep him out there, keep him winning, keep him dominating people. Maybe just like beating up loser heels at the end of the show, like Austin used to do. Just keep that going. 
And then tell until the moment that he can go for the big prize when a heel has it. I don't know what heel's going to get it. Obviously, Roman's a heel, but he's not going to beat Roman. Yeah. Gunther, eventually, but I don't want to yeah, say that yet. If Drew loses, maybe go against Gunther. 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 And in the meantime, Ro- yeah, stick Rosa. him against the heel. Bring up someone. Who do, you, do you have anyone in NXT for me? You know, bring someone up. Feud with LA Knight for, for a little bit. Give them a, a nice little showcase. Send them back. See you later. Actually, I've just realized we've got a lot of heel champions, don't we? Gunter, Roman, Austin. Austin. What show is, is he on? SmackDown? I don't want to see any of them SmackDown. SmackDown. He's on SmackDown, so Theory's on SmackDown, right? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, just fight Theory, I guess. Why not? And if he beats Theory? Well, that's the problem. That? He, he needs to I'm okay beat with theory. it because Theory is floundering right now again. Yeah. 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 So give him LA Knight. LA Knight can talk. Austin Theory, unfortunately, that seems to be his Achilles heel at the moment. It's not yeah, great on the but mic, but he'll get theory, some practice against LA Knight. Theory is a good talker. That's what I, I liked with about him at first. And then he started yep. to be force-fed lines, maybe. I don't know, but he can talk. Lost his smile. Yeah. I've not seen him in a little while either. But he just, he's got the two little cronies with him, too. There's all kinds of mess there. So yeah, put pretty, LA Knight against pretty, him. Yeah, he's wrestling right. with pretty deadly at the moment. He just, yeah. I think he yeah. just fought Sheamus, actually. Yeah, uh, theory. So if you put oh, yeah, true, actually, pretty yeah, deadly yeah, and right. theory against them, even if LA Knight loses, it could be because of pretty deadly, and then it doesn't really matter. And LA Knight can LA beat Knight up pretty deadly better. and do funny yeah, things. Still lose. Put a Who cement cares? truck in their convertible, <laughs> or cement <No>. their convertible. <laughs> Interesting. I think I've heard of that before at some point in wrestling nah, history, but never they're... been done in the history of wrestling. Never been done. What did maybe you say a beer last truck. week? Every, everything's derivative. That's what you said last week. So I said that? Yeah. I didn't say hey, derivative. I put it in yeah. a nice context. I said everything inspires us. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they love Jason. This is the new Jason, right? They love Jason? Yeah, they love Jason. They love mm-hmm. Jason. The Everybody noticed. Truck. Everybody's aware. And yeah, if you don't yeah. know, now you know, friend. Now you know. <laughs> Um, well, that was all the news I had for you. Like I said, there wasn't a huge amount of stuff coming out of the week, but I thought let's uh, let's bring some of the hot takes from the four slash three jobbers in. Uh, we can yeah, just mull it over for a quick a quick tight thirty, as they say. Actually, Aye. I could I might I might I kind of need a dump, so I might go and uh, squeeze one out just now. You know. Oh, there's another one. That's, oh, there's an echo. Have a good one. dump, buddy, and enjoy your farts, Jason and. You'll hear from us later this week. I'm sure look out for us on social media at the four jobbers. We're hello at the four jobbers.com. All of social media. Come check us out on behalf of these two wonderful gentlemen. We'll see you next week. You know how it is with the, the with there. It is. And it's, it's good. Thanks, Wax. You like that fart noise? You don't like Rick and Morty? Like, this is... Yeah, I know. What the hell?